Welcome to Planning Phase Syndicate. Thank you all for joining us tonight. We have episode 21 coming at you right here, right now, tonight at 9 o'clock. A little after 9 o'clock. We're five minutes late tonight, folks. But hopefully, it won't be that bad. Um, we have a, a different episode planned for you tonight. What we wanted to do is we're, we're going to talk a little bit about Crate Cup um, because a couple of us from the team have decided to enter into Crate Cup. So that's going to be um, that's gonna be fun. So we're going to talk about that first. We also are going to talk about the free configuration. So as I'm going through and list building it, which is I was gone all week last week. So I've had plenty of time to bloody list build um, over the course of the last week while I've been working out of state. And I thought it was a good discussion because some of these squads, all of a sudden, like I'm finding, oh, I can do different things. So for example, like sensitive, uh, is, I think it's sensitive controls on blackout is really awesome. Um, sensitive controls is actually a really good, for free is really good. So I wanted to kind of just break down each of the different ones, look at what we used to have for free and then say, okay, well, Hey, hold on a second. Here you go. Um, while we got new free ones, how do they compare? Because there's a huge difference between getting the X wing foils where you get the extra die. If it's in bullseye versus being able to land on a rock. Don't know. think that's a little bit better, but Hey, we'll see. Um, and then we're also going to do a segment where, um, Charles and I are going to break down and we're going to do a little bit of theory crafting about what pilot we would add to the game, because I, I like to do something fun and refreshing that uh, not maybe not everybody else does. And I really, really enjoy theory crafting. And if you haven't is so I'll tell you what, if Charles cannot say what mine is, because Charles is the only one that knows if you can guess, if you can guess it, there'll be a prize for you. So if you could guess it before we get to the end of the show. There'll be a prize. With that being said, let me bring my co-hosts in for tonight. Maybe come on, Charles. Come on, come on, come on, come on, computer. There we are. Welcome to the show, Charles. How are you tonight, sir? Hey, hey, I'm going, I'm doing well. I'm a little worn down. I had to work an eight hour shift before arriving for the podcast, which is why we were five minutes late. So, my apologies uh, to everybody that has hung out with us and come in. Hey, Nobby. Hey, Psych J, and everybody. Um, but other than that, I'm doing really good. Um, kind of dove down the rabbit hole of a new card game this weekend um started playing flesh and blood which was a lot of fun hey twitchy um and so just looking forward to the new horizons that gives and maybe different play styles that i can incorporate into x-wing due to crossover between it and the card game yeah and so can we i guess can we start out with i talked about flesh and blood just for 30 seconds because <laughs> my my stepson has continued to barrage me and and it's it's always on the date he wants me to come on the the days that we stream it's always like oh hey you want to go on sunday no i gotta prep for the show oh you want to go tuesday well this week tuesday we're actually going to be streaming crate cup um stuff on the network so they'll actually have an extra day of streaming this week oh uh you want to do it next uh saturday no i got other plans to stream <laughs> playing in person on saturday um but he has scumpo. All right, you guys better be. I gotta keep track of that. Um, the, <laughs> the um, but but this this game is intriguing because he essentially he broke it down to me that it's similar to Destiny without dice. There's a a difference in how you have it, so it's kind of like a mixture of Destiny without dice and Magic: The Gathering. That's how we explained it. So why don't you tell me a little bit about it, Charles, while we start the show? So. The major difference that I see is that in Magic, it's two wizards um, fighting to drain each other's health points, utilizing creatures and other things like that. 
Um, this game is different fundamentally because it's designed to be played like hand-to-hand combat. So think like two gladiators pitched against each other in an arena setting. Um, so there is no mana screwed because you don't have mana. Each card is both offense, defense, and your resources. So your deck comprised, there's really not a way to draw a bad hand or an unusable hand. Uh, and the way the game goes is in phases, just like in uh, Destiny. So if I was the active player, I would initiate an attack against you. You would then take cards out of your hand to defend with. Now, every card that you use for defense is one less card that you get on your turn as the active player. Hmm. So I have one action point that I spend to attack you for, say, three damage, and you decide, looking at your hand, that you want to block two of it. So one goes through to your hero, and they lose one of their health. Then I draw back up to my intellect, or my minimum hand size, which in most cases is four cards from what I've seen. And then the turn passes to you, in which you initiate attack. So because you draw at the end of your turn as the active player, what I do to defend against your onslaught affects what I am going to be able to then generate as my offensive power. Um, so this so, is like kind of the decipher game to some extent. That's like yeah. a big elements of decipher. Yes. Um, it plays like, I don't know if anybody's done like the universal fighting system or um, the, the universes system that's out there now, um, but it plays very similar to that. Uh, and the other thing that I enjoy is the cards that you pitch for your resources, um, go to the bottom of your deck. Um, so you're constantly cycling through and you get to put the cards that you pitch on the bottom of the deck in the order of your choice. So you can actually build some interesting end game offense based on how you're pitching cards. If you're good at keeping track of how many cards are left and where these combos are coming in. Um, so I went to a welcome event this weekend. They gave everybody a starter deck that was ninja. So it's a lot of combos and a lot of small damage. Um, I bought a couple of blitz decks, which are like the pre-constructs. Um, I want to play Matt and a bunch of uh, packs. Um, it's a lot of fun. Like I brought three people that had never played it before. And each one of them dropped close to $200 on product because they enjoyed playing the game that much. Um, and just the art on the cards is beautiful. I love that it doesn't play like any other game that I've like any other singular game. Like it's got little bits and pieces of a bunch of other card games that I've played. Um, but it stands alone by itself. And it's it's very interesting. It's complex and simple at the same time because um, you can just play it at the the base level of attack versus defense. Um, but then when you get into the depth of the game, and actually trying to build combos and pitch the right card to get the right combo to go off and being able to stack your actions and everything. Um, the game is called Flesh and Blood, uh, Twitchy. Uh, Psych J, we play at House Rules on Saturdays if you're bored and want to come up. Um, I do not know if there is a Flesh and Blood TTS mod. If there is, that would be freaking cool. Um, but it's a lot of fun. Um, so. It's like Jay, hit me up later if you want. I can I can bring some decks up to Flesh and Blood or up to uh, House Rules, uh, and you and I can throw down, man. I can teach you the game and see if it's something that bit you as well as it bit me. So, 
All right. Well, that sounds good. I, I I'm still being hesitant. I probably should get into it, but it's like I've spent all this time building my X-Wing collection. I really just want to play X-Wing. <laughs> like, in the long sure. run, I think that's just where it came down. I think for me, the reason that Flesh and Blood kind of jumped out is that with X-Wing, there is a lot to travel with. So like if I was coming to Michigan for a Flesh and Blood tournament, I pack two decks and some dice and I'm good. With X-Wing, I've got to bring my list. I got to bring my ships. I got to bring, you know, everything that needs to come with it. And then the average setup breakdown and all of the stuff that goes into x-wing i love but it makes like short games very hard to do because you've got a setup which takes 15 to 20 minutes you've got the hour and 15 minute timer and then the breakdown and putting everything away so you're looking at two to two and a half hours of total investment for a quick game with your buddy whereas flesh and blood gives me the ability to nerd out and all i have to do is open my deck shuffle it and we're good to go so that's why it kind of spoke to me but i still love x-wing and i'm not leaving x-wing so yeah yeah we'll see we'll see he's he's working on me i I basically my my goal will be um to essentially not buy anything except for like whatever the tournament things are and just play whatever decks he has and then essentially if i win anything sell it to him (laughs) or somebody else that wants it and then, like, yeah. I don't need any more mats. I mean, I guess I'll take one mat. I would take one mat to play the game with. But um, anyway, so let's move on uh, past non-X-Wing so, stuff. I, yeah, I this just, is not a flesh and blood uh, podcast, no. but still cool. No. I guess if we ever get good, if you get good enough, Charles, maybe we'll do an offshoot. Um, <laughs> we'll see. We right. do have the calling coming up in, like, three weeks here in Orlando that I'm probably going to buy into just to go and sit down and be able to play. So Fair enough. So I bring it up the the stream. Uh, so last two weeks ago, we talked about this. I, I apologize. I was traveling last week and I didn't feel like bringing my whole setup. So I can't run TTS on my laptop and Streamlabs at the exact same time um, because I use two computers for that. So I apologize to anybody that signed up last week. Um, so essentially what you're seeing is I will clear people's names out once they play if it's a permanent thing where they're just like, I want to play every week, um, maybe I'll add another column. But essentially, this is kind of our stream um, sign-up sheet. And the way I have it set up is every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. and the second game at 9 p.m. And essentially, I should probably put in here that's Eastern time um, because that's the time frame we live in right now. Um, <laughs> and so I just forgot that. So. Um, if you do play a different time zone, I will add another column in here for time zone so everybody can have that as well. Um, morning, Wookie. And essentially what it is, is it the same thing is it's just the only reason I need the list ahead of time is not so your opponent knows, but essentially so that I can um, put you. And what we'll do is the way we're doing it is anybody that has signed up will be able to play. Um, if if we'll if we have more than four people, then I guess what we'll do is we'll have to start taking like weeks and putting people on different weeks. Um, so this week I have one open spot. I believe I got to contact Sean, make sure he's still going to be available for this week. Um, but we'll have our seven thirty slot, our nine o'clock slot. We're actually going to move to ten. Um, that way Bosner uh, can play or Bozy. I don't know what she prefers to go by. Um, and he's going to be playing Jason essentially this week uh, for the second show. So if you if you want to get in on the action, just that that's what the idea here is is put the day. I put an example and put whatever day the dates you actually want to play. 
Um, give me your desired time. I'll add a time zone in here afterwards. I need your Discord name. What name do you want me to display? They can be the same. And then whatever your preferred for format is. If we have opposing formats, then uh, Charles is going to be the executor of the decisions for that. So um, just so everybody knows at a time, Charles gets to make decisions. Ah, <clears throat> uh, that's dangerous, but sure, I'm in. You're in. You, you're my decision maker. Um, so, so anyway, like my wife, fantastic. Hey, hey, it's good to be it's good to be be that. And yes, yeah. if we if we do have people that want to play an epic game, I will run an epic game. That's that's fine. Um, we could do that. Um, I will say if we do an epic game, it'll probably have to be where we're all in the same room, <laughs> just so you know ahead of time, because it'll be very hard to do an epic game and you have a hundred rules questions and have somebody jumping in and out. But we can do that, and that is something that we can do um for the show. And yes, I actually would play an epic game. I've, I've played a couple of them now, so I feel comfortable with them. All right, so let's move on to the Crate Cup real quick. Um, I'm going to readjust my screen here. Y'all can see. Essentially, and I didn't know this, and Charles, I don't know if you... Did you hear about the crate cut from somewhere else? Somebody posted about it in the Discord, and I don't remember. I think, it was John. I think it was John. John posted and was like, hey, this sounds fun, and I saw that it was a three-person, you know, like, team base event, and was like, hey, I suck just not enough that I wouldn't drag a team down if somebody wanted to play, and John's good enough, so we need someone to fill the gap between not great and not horrible, and you were like the perfect person for that because you're the only other competitive X-Wing player I know at that level. So I signed us up and here we are. Yeah, so essentially what this is, is it's going to be, I don't know, what how many weeks is this? It's like four weeks, five weeks, something like that. It's somewhere in there. I don't remember exactly how many it is, but each week is going to be three people from each team phase so it's going to be team versus team and each week you draw and then the three people kind of get paired against each other within the team versus team setup from what i've seen so far yep and they had special list building rules essentially there was some pilot bands um <laughs> that went along what i from what i gathered there were some minor changes but for the most part when i looked at the list builder they created um, it was anything that had been released since the inception of 2.0 was allowed. Anything that was 1.0 or what we'd be considered extended uh, was not allowed to the build. And then there were certain cards that were just kind of removed. I don't know what they were because I didn't build anything that involved them. Um, and then you're building a list of ships only. Um, and then once you see your opponent's list, you can add upgrades to build up to the 200 points, uh, knowing what you're going to be facing based on what your ships have available. So, yep. so since they they officially have um, open lists up, so I guess I was not going to cover our list, but we're going to go through our list real quick because <laughs> they open the list up so everybody could see them anyway. Um, we were going to keep them hidden, but essentially they did that so um my list comes in at 185 i have seven uh drones i3s and dgs 47 um so they will all have the configs on them and then i picked uh very large obstacles for mine <laughs> so i'm um, not i would say i'm surprised but that would be a lie 
Yeah. So I'm I'm taking the swarm approach for our list. So the nice thing about this is I don't have to worry about if I want to put discords or any of these other things on here. I literally will be able to just make a decision when I see who I'm playing against. So that the nice thing is, is because I only have 15 points to play with, discords essentially takes up. So if I don't want the discords, I don't have to have them. Um, uh, I, I, I like... I like independent calculates, but John and I are arguing about that right now. <laughs> so if John gets home, he can argue with me in the chat, but that, that is a, I like that on this list um, personally. And I, but I think it's going to depend if we, if I'm going to go up against like a whisper list, I'm going to put independent calculates on whether John likes it or not. Um, because essentially being able to have those extra calculates is just going to, um, it, it's going to work for jamming really well. Charles, your list. Uh, oh yeah, my list. Um, so I had built a variance of this list that I played on, uh, nickel city last week. And it was a lot of fun, um, in which I had Anakin in the Y wing with Ahsoka in the gunner slot. Uh, and then five or I had four V wings, uh, started looking at how often I was able to use the Ahsoka ability coupled with the Anakin ability in the Y-Wing, and it was really only once per turn. Um, so dropping down from Anakin to R2-D2 in the Y-Wing uh, also gave me a crew slot, so I can still put someone like Ayala Sakura in there, which gives me the coordinate rather than it just being a focus action. Uh, and then I was actually able to squeeze in uh, another V-Wing. So I wound up with five V-Wings and then R2-D2 in the Y-Wing. Uh, and have the ability to fit in Connor Nets. Um, I can do synchronized consoles if I want to have them. I can do R3, um, or is it the R4 astromech that makes your ones and twos easier? So then the only reds that the, the V-Wings have with that astromech on them uh, the only reds they have are the turnarounds. Everything else is white or blue. Um, so lots of variants, lots of options for upgrades. Um, this comes in at 161. So I've got 39 points uh, available for, for various upgrades, um, you know, to be able to put on and, and kind of Frankenstein this list as I need to. So I'm super yes. excited about it. So that's, so thermals on those would be one, two, three, four, five. So that's what 25 points plus your Besh upgrade, which is another five points. So that for 30 points, you still have nine points left, even if you put thermals and that Besh on all of them. Yeah, I probably wouldn't go thermals just because I want to have Ayala Sakura on the Y Wing. Uh, gotcha. it gives it gives a force point for a defensive mod if I need it, but it also gives that purple calculate or the purple coordinate. Uh, so I can utilize the ability to target lock or focus with those ships. And then whoever has the best shot, um, I can coordinate as they're all I2. Uh, I can coordinate an additional mod to them to to give them a stronger shot as well. So it's it's a lot of fun. Yep. So John's list is four T65X wings and Nora in the Y wing. So I don't we don't know what upgrades John's going to use. He didn't tell us, but. We kind of um we kind of let we kind of let John go ahead and and uh help us with the list. E essentially Charles is team captain, but John is the highest win rate guy. So we kind of Yeah, John John is team captain. I'm just I'm the figurehead. Yeah. 
You're the pretty face. You're the pretty yeah. face, boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm the pretty face. Pretty face. Um, but yeah, so they we, we, all the uh, all the upgrades just didn't have to be on there. So we've I've never played in a crate cup ever, so this was new to me. Um, I wanted to do something different because uh, we've been playing in the GSP stuff, and this kind of just gives a better, uh, a nicer outlet to do something that that was team oriented for for our team. And John's name for John's name for the um, the team was Padme's. Uh, Padme's private Snapchat. There you go. Because it's the same initials as the Planning Face Syndicate, which is what I uh, what I registered us as. Uh, so if you're looking at the Crate Cup lineup, uh, we are Padme's private Snapchat. Yeah. So it was just I don't know. Like I said, it was it, it seemed like a fun thing. I'd never done this before. Um, it was kind of one of the things that I wanted to do. Um, try some of these other variations, and this one just happened to open up. I don't know, roughly at the same time we had enough time to actually do things, you know. <laughs> so apparently Navi saw our team name and had a laugh at it. So Yeah, it was supposed to be supposed to be the just kind of a ha 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 thing for that. Um I'm we're not gonna go through any of the other lists. We are going to be, and I'll say this at the end of the show too, we are gonna be streaming at least two of our games on Tuesday. I have a game and so does uh John on Tuesday. And my so, game is tomorrow. Yep. So if if we can get in, if we can get somebody uh, to stream it tomorrow, we'll be doing tomorrow's stream. I don't know what time you guys are going, but um, hey, real quick, do we have time for an impromptu segment? Sure. Can we pull my opponent's list and and pull the chat <laughs> to see what they think I should be? <laughs> oh my god! I don't no. know if that's outside the tournament rules. I don't. I don't want to. Yeah, we're not going to do that. So the time for yours if if we stream charles the time is 5 p.m eastern time so yeah i believe we set on i don't remember we were table 16 right yeah the problem is is i go to my locals on mondays so um yeah we're st we're shooting for 7 p.m eastern standard time uh so two hours before now I'm not sure that I'll be able to stream it or anything like that. If I can get a hold of John and he can help me get my setup up and running, I might be able to record it uh, to be able to put up on the stream later. Um, but I don't know if I'll be able to stream because I don't have the same setup that Chris does. Yeah, so I think it's going to depend. The problem is I go to, I have to give up my locals on Monday and I've given up my locals for the last three weeks. So um, right. I have new ships to run. He's because he's in Australia. It's Tuesday for you, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah, so but the, but we will be streaming. So Nobby's time, it will be Wednesday morning Um, for American time. It'll be Tuesday night. We're going to do streaming. And yes, I'm still going to do streaming on Thursday. So just it's just I guess I'm just going to be busy this week. So. Um, but you I want to get so much more of us. So I just I want I didn't want to cancel any of our stream on Thursday, and I really wanted to stream these Crate Cup games if we can um, do it as well. So Absolutely. they're going to let us. I was kind of surprised. So all right, so let's let's move in. We're not going to go through your list, Charles. Uh, no, no, we're fine. I don't want to. I don't want to go outside the tournament rules. And I you, think you and I can do that later tonight. That's fine. Um, so what I wanted to talk about was free configurations, right? Free configurations. Um. I'm a scum player. I don't know what that is. You don't know what a scum play? I know. Actually, I looked in scum. There's no configuration. There's no configurations. <laughs> I I literally I I literally I couldn't believe that. I was like, oh, oh, 
nope, okay, nope, no configurations and stuff. That's weird, right? So is there a reason for that? Is that like a, there's something I should know about? No, not necessarily. I think, so the thing is, is configurations are purely something that was new for 2.0. In 1.0, there were a lot of ship titles. Um, so like with the Fang Fighter, the Protectorate um, Starfighter was a title that you could put on there. Um, for the Star Viper, the Star Viper title was something that you could put on there. Um, when it became 2.0 and those ships come over from the 2.0, um, they just became chassis abilities for those ships. So there was no way to have a Fang Fighter without the Concordia um, ability. There was no way to have the Star Viper without the Bendy Barrel roll. Uh, they just became the ship chassis ability rather than a uh, a configuration. So, so, so then, and again, maybe excuse my ignorance, I guess, right? You know, like, so then my question is, is when we moved to 2.0, why did they start with new configurations? I mean, oh, for example, X-Wings never are without S-Foils, right? S-Foils are staple to them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, period. Even if you never use them, they're staple. You know, so why did we go to that and just not add some of those configuration type things into the uh, like into the text? Is it just because it's too wordy? Uh, it might be. There's probably like Psych J said, there's probably design space for future configurations. And we have a similar thing to a configuration on the M3A uh, with the hard point. Right. Because I can add in a cannon. I can add in a turret or I can add in a, a not a turret a cannon or torpedo or a missile uh, onto that hard point. Uh, and in 1.0, that was kind of a configuration. Um, I think it's the closest thing we've got to it. But it's just because a configuration represents a ship existing in two states within a battlefield setup, right? The Protectorate or the, uh, the Concordia face-off is not something you turn off on a ship. Like you don't rotate your your wings north and south orientation, and all of a sudden you lose it, right? It's it's always there. And the Star Viper's bendy barrel roll was a con, not a configuration because there was no way to turn it off. It's built into that ship. Um, so with the X wing, because it represents modular movement of the wings, and the same for the 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 legs on your uh, your droids. Right. There's some droids that never land on a rock and there are some droids that are built to land on the rock. So because both ships exist within canon with that separate without any real change in the ship type, I think that's the purpose for the configuration. And I can't think of a scum based ship uh, that does any of that. All right. So the the configurations that I I looked up that I saw. Right. And, and again, we could, I believe the pivot wing was always free, but I can't remember because I never fly U wings. Um, but we have the OS one arsenal loadout, the XG one arsenal configuration, integrated S foils and server motor S foils. Right. And the pivot wing, those are all the original free ones that they had. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm pretty sure the pivot wing was free because I believe Matt used to take that all the time when he, because he bought that Saws Renegade pack right away when he started buying Rebel. And I used to have to face that thing, and I hated, I hated dealing with that damn thing because it would rotate on you. And then I was like, and then he's like, well, you know, it's just like your droid. <laughs> I was like, all right, fine. 
Fair enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a big base version of your droids. Yeah, and and the difference is is that you you would um when you'd had that you did that you know his can do it anywhere mine has to be on a rock you know mm-hmm. um that's that's the main difference so all right so yeah I did not know gunboats were cost they cost one or two so okay so really there was only three configurations that were free then mm-hmm. um so the question I had Charles first off is in in first edition did your T sixty fives cost less because they didn't have that configuration as a free configuration like when we went to 2.0, did you see your X-Wings jump in price? I mean, I know you you personally never. Anything, <laughs> but um, for for somebody sure. like a John, you know. um, So I think the hard part in, in going in comparing the 1.0 to 2.0 again is in 1.0, everything was cheaper because you were building a 100-point list instead of a 200-point list. So there wasn't the design space really to add those in. Um. But no, in 1.0, there was there was nothing. Um, X wings just existed. So how um, much did they? <clears throat> how, how much were they? Uh, one moment. Let me get to the. Okay, look it up. I will. I will go look it up right now. Tell me. All right. So while you look that up, so so I think I just for me that kind of became like a, an interesting tech feature, right? Because now they're making all these configurations cheaper, right? Not everything, but a lot of them all became cheaper. And they decided they were going to do all these different things um, before. So to, to put into position, right, if we were to look at the Cavern Angel Zealot yep. as, as a basis, <clears throat> the base X-Wing with no upgrades, no elite slot, no astromech, no modification, no torp, uh, was 22 points. So out of 100 points, it was almost 25% of your list. Uh, when we look at Yasby now, and they're not that the, much. <laughs> the the Cavern Angel Zealot now in the T sixty five setup. Do do do. Sorry, Cavern Angel Zealot's thirty eight points, so forty out of two hundred. That's one fifth. Um, so yeah, they got a lot cheaper. Okay. Um, when you when you compare how much of a list it used to take up. Because you can fit five T65s into a list now, whereas in 1.04 was all you could fit. Even if you went with the cheapest X-Wing pilot, which was the rookie pilot at 21, uh, you were still only getting four because they were specifically costed to not not put five X-Wings in a list. That's sad. Anyway. (laughs) So, okay, so that makes, so that kind of makes sense then, right? So, and again, yes, we get to see points changes, you know, so not everything is apples to apples, right? Right. Um, so I don't know. Do you have your TTT up, Charles, or no? I can have it up just one moment. <laughs> why don't we about bring to, uh, up pull cards? Yeah, why don't we go ahead and bring up some of the cards? And then that gives us the ability to bring up pilots if we want to. Because um, the first thing, you know, we have is you have your, your, your S-foils, right, which are now free on X-Wings. And if you want to go ahead and bring those cards up or one of those cards up, that'd be great. And then we'll kind of go from there. Two seconds here. I'm getting into it right now. All right. Logged in. Boom. What did you want me to bring up? Bring up your server model S foils. Any of the S, any of the two S foils. Just to begin with. There you go. Oh, they're not going to show us the other side of the card, are they? Yeah. So um, I can flip it and go. There you go. Nope. They're both the same. Two seconds. Bam. There we go. No, nope. they're all the same. <laughs> so I selected closed. I promise I did. 
Um, but it's probably yeah, a no. fault in the TTT. Um, okay, so you can go ahead and get rid of it. All I was going to say is because I believe they're the boost with the bullseye type thing or whatever. So there's that. So why don't you go ahead and bring up stabilized S foils? You know what? This is going to be a pain in the butt if they don't. If I guess bring up stabilized S foils and see if that does it. If not, it only shows the open side. It looks like because I selected closed on that one specifically. So do me a favor and select open and real quick and see if it if they're identical. Okay. All right. So we will not be looking at cards. We go switch <laughs> okay. the same back. We'll move back. Um. So essentially, the first card in, in, that they had was those stabilized S foils for those B wings went to zero points. Um, you know they raised the cost a little bit of the chassis, but they they made those those S foils free. So Charles, in your opinion, do you think that those affect the B wing? Is that something you want to just staple on to those B wings at this point? Give me two seconds because I'm reading what the stabilized does. Perform so it gives it the the double tap uh, when they're open. It gives the double tap with a cannon upgrade. Um, I, there's no reason to not take it, right? If you don't want to use it, then you just keep them closed. If you don't want to, if you don't want to to build a cannon into your into your B wing, uh, there's no reason to not. Um, personally speaking, but I just I don't know. I don't see. At zero cost, there's no reason to not to. Yep. And I think the other thing that you get with it is because you get that linked action. So that immediately becomes a staple then, in my opinion. That's mm -hmm. that's an immediate staple because you're getting a free linked action of some sort. It's not free. We all know it's not free. There's a cost, but, but it's a B-wing. You get rid of your stress pretty easily. Um. So the next one that they have is sensitive controls. And that's the one that a lot of people are, you know, people question taking it because it costs money. And then everybody said, well, if we had it for free, we would be able to, you know, we could go ahead and, and have that. Right. And, well, and I think the, the downside to sensitive controls that I remember, uh, and this is as a scum player, so I don't really, get a chance to use the sensitive controls um, was that it was standardized. So if you decided that you were taking it, you decided you were taking it for everybody. And I think that in itself, I mean, at this point, there's no reason to not to um, other than the fact that you lose auto thrusters. So there's a downside to putting sensitive controls on. Whereas when you put the title on the B wing, you don't lose anything. Right when you put the when you put the configuration on the X wing, you don't lose anything from the X wing. You're not losing an ability of the ship on, on either the B wing or the X wing configurations. With this particular configuration, if I decide to use it, then I lose that auto thrusters ability. So now there is a choice in how I want to fly the ship. Whereas with the X wing and the B wing, it changes nothing other than it gives me extra stuff. So it's a no brainer. That that that's kind of that's different, right? Right. That because this vector cannon is the next one for the RZ ones. That's kind of the same thing, right? Because during the system phase, you may perform a red boost or bear or, or rotate action. Whereas before, it was always like an afterthought. So, 
who is a good one? I don't know. I guess we just bring hair up, right? Yeah. Is there another A wing? <sighs> I don't know. Nobby. Nobby, who's a good A wing to represent um, vectored cannons? Who's a so, good A wing to to distribute that? So what your gain, what you lose is after you perform hair thing. After you perform an action, you get that <laughs> boost, right? So you're you're performing the action with Jake that changes it. So then now all of a sudden with these vector cannons during the system phase, you may perform that red boost, right? So you're doing it essentially beforehand. The rotate I think is huge because it allows you to rotate um, your turrets on this. So, um, yeah, I, I think I think the the problem with this one, whereas sensitive controls is not as big of a deal in my opinion with sensitive controls the difference is is your pre-positioning like a jedi um because you're going to clear that stress and you're not getting stress at the end it also would help against lists that utilize aggressive amounts of stress to try to screw you over <coughs> um like lando <clears throat> or who's the other one that does that Turtle. anybody that carries a, a triple zero there you go or bt1 so here's a scum crap Here's my question, and I'll I'll di I'll dive down this rabbit hole a little bit with you in the chat. Um, does the fact that there is no more bidding for first or second movement change whether or not you want to pre-position during the system phase or you want to post-position? Since it's assigned at random now, is it something where you'd rather just pre-position ahead of time and then do your maneuvers that way? Or do you see more of an advantage in the in the post position after move? Yeah, and see, and, and and the issue is like for me, the bigger issue would be is I'm used to the post position boost completely. Like for me, it is, but I could tell you I've ran those sensitive controls on interceptors before, um, when they cost two points, and I loved it. I thought it was great, on especially on low initiative interceptors. It allowed me to do weird maneuvers that I was not able to do beforehand and with to block on, on, on a higher level, like with my soon Sir fell, I hated it. It was literally the worst. I could not stand it. I, I didn't understand how to fly it. But again, when I throw it on, when I threw it on um, blackout, I loved it because I could fly up to a rock, shoot you, barrel roll the next turn as long as I didn't take stress. Right. Uh, so it, it, on some ships, I think it's a huge advantage, personally. Fair enough. I don't like the standardization. I do think standardization has it creates a problem, especially with vector cannons. Like if we didn't have to have standardization on these vector cannons here, I, I, I would 100 percent take it because I would not want um, vector cannons as much with it. Just with some of those higher initiatives, because I would like that boost afterwards. Um, and I don't know, I guess with Jake, it still works, right? I mean, technically Jake still performs an action can pass that or give somebody else a focus. So as long as they're not stressed, they it, it's it, Jake's crap still works. So yeah, it just works during the system phase because you're boosting pre-position. So you're able to pass actions before anybody moves. Yeah. Which is you not know, bad. Yeah. So, so maybe, maybe, maybe it's a benefit that we're just not seeing. Uh, the tie defender heat card. Um, I think we can just move past this. I don't, I don't know what to say. Like, yeah, you get to give Burn up the free evade. Nothing. Burn it. 
No one's going to do that. Who who wants to give up a free evade on a 70-point chip? <laughs> I mean, to be able to double tap might not be bad, but it's also it's standardized, so you're going to lose it on all three or all two of the defenders you have in your list. Yeah, so the only way I see this being good is if you have a low initiative defender that you want to use as, you know, you know, basically just let's let's get rid of this ship. Come shoot at this one. But not getting that free evade is so hard. I, I don't know. Is, I don't is know. It hard? Their, their I can't stat catch line is not their their stat line is not terrible. You know what yeah. I mean? They're they're three green, three attack ships. Their stat line is not horrible. Not being able to turn around for free. Uh, yes, it takes that weapon out of their arsenal, but they're still not horrible ships. No, but I, I, I don't know if I, I, I'm not so. Excuse me, I'm not sold on that portion of it. I guess. I mean, in 1.0, you had the option to get rid of the white 4K, um, because in 1.0 there were two different tie defender titles that you could take. Uh, one allowed you to have the white 4K and one did not. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And defender, like I like defenders. I wish they were a little cheaper. I want to see a defender meta. Um, I think I don't. Fun. I do not want to see a I defender know, you meta. Know. You know, I'd be flying them. I own four of them. So, let me put four generics on the table. Nope. Yeah. So you you could take that tie defender title and and you could give give me negative points with it. There you go. I I have no interest in or or. Or do something where if I take it, you, I, my ship costs 15 points less. Sure, <laughs> I I'll agree, Nobby. I agree. You do not want three or four defenders on the table. No, you I, do, I do not. You say you don't, Nobby. I say I do because it's 50-50. We play, we play mirror match. I got 50% chance I'm going to win. <laughs> Everybody I mean, before came. Technically speaking, no matter what you sit down across the table, whether it's a mirror match or not, you there's only two people playing, so you always have oh a 50% chance you're going to win. Uh-huh. Bad joke jail for you. That was not right. a bad joke. It's mathematics. It's not. All right. The next one is maneuver assist. MGK 300. So uh, this became, I believe this is free now. According to my notes, this is free. I didn't know this was free, but all right. <laughs> Even crazier, right? And this one is, is not as good as the other one, but I still like this one. Um, a lot, especially with it um, being three or free, I get that calculate or a barrel barrel roll red calculate, and the reduces the difficulty of all of my three straight and bank maneuvers. Now, if this said it reduced the not just threes but all of them, this this would be an immediate staple to every ship. I don't need the other one that gives me two calculates for everybody in my firing arc i'll take this you give me this and make it so it's not just threes 100 um i still think with this being free this is pretty big personally um i really like this i actually own four of these type rbs and um i've so, been looking forward to putting them on the table so what would you want it to be because i'm looking at the basics uh maneuver for the heavy and the one straight and two straight are already blue I want, but it's also the bank maneuvers, Charles. Right, and the two banks are already blue. So you right, want one, one bank blues, one bank blues. Yep, and three bank blues. So I want my one bank blues a hundred percent. Um, 
and and then my three banks. So basically make all my one through three maneuvers that are banks blue. And you want that for zero cost. Yeah. Those ships suck. <laughs> no, they definitely do. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you, but <laughs> yeah. I I I again Yes, I just think that, you know, the threes, whatever. I mean, it's nice to have to be able to do the threes. You just become predictable. So, yeah, Nobby says he wants heroic for zero cost, too. <laughs> um, I'm actually not 100% opposed to that either, Nobby. So, just personally. And I didn't create this configuration. And as we saw in hyperspace, you don't you don't even need heroic, it seems. <laughs> All right, the next one uh, is the Enhanced Jamming Suite. I want advanced sensors back for Guri. I agree with you, though. We had that conversation last week. I don't actually disagree with you. So. Do we need to go into this again? Not really. I think this is BS. I don't want this to be free. I don't want to take this as a staple. So. I agree, Nobby. I agree. This needs to have a cost. Lower and the I, cost of the ship, add points to the enhanced jamming suite. No, and, don't yes. No. Oh, no, 100%. No. You do not get white linked actions. I don't give a crap. You do, because it costs so bloody much. And Kyle it doesn't cost you anything, it's free. No, they up, they up. We know for a fact, Catherine confirmed last week that they up the price on every one of those damn ships. So, I think... I'll tell you in GSP, this wasn't like this huge splash though, you know, so they, they were good. They did make top cuts, but it wasn't like this huge splash where everybody ran them and everybody who ran these makeup. So the boogeyman is not as much of a boogeyman, but no, we don't need to get back into that. Cause I don't really care. The next one though, that is kind of interesting is the repulsatory lifts. Um, is that how you say that? Repulsatory lifts. lifts? Yeah, I guess I don't know how to. Oh, we're probably not going to get the other side of it. These are free now. I know they up the cost of the chassis. I don't agree with these being free. I mean, they are they are pretty. Um, they are pretty. Great. But What's an NPE? Uh, negative play experience. Is false transponder codes a negative play experience? No. I think that at a low cost, it becomes overburdening, but it's not really a negative play experience, in my opinion. It was easy to play around once you know how to play around it. You just burn your first lock action that you can get, yeah. and it's gone for the rest of the game. Yeah, it was... It, yeah, I, I guess in some lists that you couldn't have, like like DK1 probe droids, like, but whatever, you have all transponder codes, here you go, let's go take a lock at range 7, I don't care, you know? Um... I don't know. I I I don't. I personally think FTC could have just it should just have the points increase and we all move on. I don't think it's that big of a deal because it, it's the spammability of these things that people care about, and they created it so you can't have more than four F and whispers in a list. Trust me, I would be able to run five if I could without that jamming suite, and I would do it. So I have a fun list that we I have, Nobby. I have. And yes, I don't. I I enjoyed the five charges from Jabba, but you limit your ships because Jabba only fits on two ships in Scum. 
Yep. You have to have a Falcon or you have to have a YV triple six and you have to give up two crew slots to have Jabba. Yeah. And that's still only one faction. And it, again, they Jabba went up. So no, I don't think Jabba's oppressive either. Uh, Jabba went up in points, whether I agree with, I don't agree that it was, I think it went up higher than they should have personally. I hate Jabba so much. And okay. I'm going to go on a rant, Chris. I'm sorry. All right. All right. Go ahead. In one point, in one point, no Epic came out. You got these big, cool looking ships, right? Rebel got the uh, Carillion Corvette and with it, they got C-3PO. This uber powerful, like ridiculous card that was so cool that the first thing that FFG did was make an alt art and put it into a uh, an OP kit so everybody could get it without having to spend $100 on the ship, right? Then Empire comes and they get their Raider. And with the Raider came Palpatine. Palpatine, again, uber powerful card. Ridiculously powerful card. Ridiculously good card. So for the longest time, that was it for Epic. You had Rebel and you had um, Empire. Then they announced that Scum is going to get their first ship. They're going to get the Sea Rock Cruiser. They're finally going to get to dive into uh, Epic play. And everybody was, oh, God, what kind of overpowered card is Scum going to get? What did we get? Jabba. You know what nobody ever played? Jabba. Since its release in 1.0, with the exception of the one tournament where someone decided to play it and run it to, to beef up false transponder codes, Jabba has been trash since release. Period. End of story. It's the worst card ever. They brought it to 2.0, and it's still terrible. However, 3PO is still good. Palpatine is still good. Whether it's Chancellor or Emperor Palpatine and you're in Republic or your Empire, still good. Scum still has squat. Jabba is just god-awful, can only be played on two ships. It's terrible. I hate it. Let I don't know. Give us something other than Jabba. You ain't getting anything because in Epic now they don't <laughs> in Epic they don't give you the same thing that they used to. Like, so you're not getting like cards in Epic that we used to get, like you guys used to get. Like because I got a Saj in Separatist when I bought the Squid, Billy, right? And I can't run it outside of Epic. It would be awesome to have a Nassage, um Force Crew, especially for what she does. But nope, oh, can't use it. If you don't know what she does, maybe, maybe we'll do that later. I don't know. I really like that card. I've, I've ran it on that damn ship every time. Every time. Yeah. And I agree, yeah. Don't give me cards in Epic because I, I don't want to be forced to buy an Epic ship for one effing card. You, okay, so here, here you go. Here's a little story. When I first got into it, I needed that stupid Palpatine card and nobody explained to me. So I chased the Raider down for a long time until I found out that the Raider doesn't come with the upgrade expansion. <laughs> if you want the upgrade expansion, you have to buy the Epic ship expansion to convert mm -hmm. all your 1.0 stuff. <laughs> and so I chased the stupid Palpatine card. I don't know, for like two months. And then I finally got pissed off. And then finally, somebody explained to me, like, Chris, you don't have to do this. You can either just buy the one of the expansion kits and you can have it. Yep. I was like, hmm. Hmm. Anyway, so I'm happy they don't have any cards in Epic anymore. Do you know how many, do you know how many copies of A or how many A-Wings I bought in 1.0 to get Prockets? Because it was the only ship that came with Prockets. You couldn't get it for scum. So if you wanted the Procket card, you had to buy A-Wings to get it. And I'm not a, I was not a, a rebel player. So anytime I wanted an upgrade card that was not innately found in a scum ship, 
I had to buy a ship that was out of a faction that I never played and then resell the ship to somebody who played it minus the upgrade card. So so how many A-Wings do you have? I don't own any. Oh, you what I would, them all. Okay. What I would do is I would buy the A-Wing for $14.99, crack the pack, take out the Prockets, and then sell it to someone for $10, $10 or $12 minus the Prockets because most Rebel players had... Uh, <laughs> sorry Davi I'm a scum player man and I, I when I got into X-Wing the agreement that I made with my significant other was that it was not going to be a whole money sink and I could just pick one faction to sink my money into and so I was wholly a scum player I always have been um, I dabble in Republic now um, but if you were to look at my collection it is 100% scum how many V-Wings do you own uh, and ask me that again in about a week and a half Okay, because I'll have tell five. your wife. Don't worry. I'll have. Oh, she already knows. I told her they're for Vegas, so I have five. All right, so let's go back to the conversation. And so, so, okay, so, so going back to the repulsor lifts, right? So, really, you could kind of put repulsor lifts, landing struts, and gap, grappling struts. All of those can kind of go into like one little box. And I know my droids went up a point, but I mean, again. So you're a non-separatist player, but you have to deal with people like me all the time. I mean, they made grappling struts free. Does this make it easier for you, Charles? Or repulsor list? Does it just make it easier when you see these lists across from you to know they can always do these things? I hate these chips. They don't make sense. In my brain, they don't make sense. I don't like them. They're you're, terrible. I you're hate gonna them. really hate my card. When I when we go when we go to our theory crafting session and I tell you what my card is, you're gonna hate my card with a passion. I've already read what it is. It's fine. You hate it. You can hate it all you want. Um, but no, seriously though. So so okay, but so I get you don't understand it, but but the difference is is now that when you see this list, are you gonna go, oh, I don't you you now don't have to worry whether they can land on rocks or not. Because they're, they're like anybody that flies them has the no amount of cards you need for them. If you own seven droids, you own seven of those effing, you know, grappling struts. I mean, at this point, there's zero reason for me to ever put not put them on there, even if I never use them before I could reduce a point. Now I don't. So is, does this make it simpler? And that's kind of the bigger question. Does this make this simpler for you as an opposing player? When you see this now, you don't have to try to remember which one hits the rock and which one doesn't because you don't. I, I enjoy that because okay. in pre pre this, um, it was just one of those situations where when you played them, I think there were only a certain number of them you could have, though, right? Like, you couldn't have struts on every ship. They were limited, right? They were three-dot limited or something like that? No. Am I wrong on that one? For the ships? Uh, for for landing struts. No. No, you could have them on everyone. Oh, that was the discords that are three-dot limited, there. right? Yep. Okay. Um, I think that because most people only put the struts on some ships or would only fly four into the rocks and then use the other four to kind of dance around if they needed to. Um, when that was a huge meta, I flew seismics. So I said, screw your rocks. But <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and land on them. I'm going to blow it up while you're on it. But I mean, for me, it's just one of those things where like I expect it. If I sit down across from anyone that's playing more than one tub or more than one um, uh, TFD, I just assume that they have those on there. And I try to set as many rocks on my side of the board as possible. Inevitably, they're going to wind up with one on their side because the second placement for them, they're going to put a rock over there. Um, but 
I just try to keep the rocks as far away from them as I possibly can or put as many gas clouds over there because you can't land on a gas cloud. Uh, mm. And that's that's just the way I work when it comes to that. So, mm. All right. So the next one is... Oh, let's go back to the screen. You can do we can put them back. Are you just bashing esque? Yep, go ahead and bring both those up. All right. Um, because yeah, well, obviously one of them is one point, the other one's free. Um, I'm excited for the free one, personally. And I apologize. I don't know why they're so small. I have the thing turned all the way up. So esque I'm is the free one, Besh is the one point. So essentially, mm-hmm. if you your V Wing wants to run bombs, it's one point. Yep, and I, I understand that. I mean, you're adding a adding an upgrade slot. You're not just changing the way the ship maneuvers. You're you're adding the ability to play a completely different way. So an extra point there is fine. Um I don't know that I would ever really I mean, obviously I'm gonna put Esk on because it's free and it's it's an interesting little effect. Um, but I don't know at any point in time that I'm gonna roll enough crits with a V-Wing that I'm going to want to spend two reoccurring energy to do ion tokens instead of crits. Like crits are always better than ion tokens. And I think the only reason this can be free is because I don't believe there's missile slots or torpedo slots on these things at all. So, cause can you imagine ask if you could freaking fly with like APTs on them? Right? Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Cause then that makes it a little bit more worth it. Cause you have the ability to auto could auto correct. Five uh, dice into crits. Yep. No, thank you. Happy that's not happy. You can't do that. And so I never understood the esque. I'm kind of excited by it. I never 100% understood it just because of the pure fact that it's like you're rolling two to three dice. That's it. I mean, if you could, if you could compare it or at least put it on there with like marksmanship, right on the on the shadow the shadow squadron escort, you can throw marksmanship on for one point. And basically you have the ability to spend two charges to convert your free marksmanship crit into an ion token, which again, against a small base ship, that's amazing against a large base ship. Unless I'm willing to fly three shadow squadrons that all have marksmanship and they all catch your large base ship in their bullseye arc. Be able to, to cough up a crit in order to ion your large base ship. I'd See? rather I would rather deal 3 crits. Yep. And I think I think now be the, the the different in my opinion here's the difference. And, and cuz I'm rolling so few dice, I can run 6 of these effing things with the ion peaks, right? The difference is with Besh is I spend that target lock, boom, I'm I I got I get a free hit result. It's a it's it's a free damage with that target lock. So if I don't need it without re-rolling Right with with ask though, it, yeah, I could change it in there. But if I'm gonna run six of these, I'm gonna focus fire is what I'm gonna do. And if I could get through the I shields, I don't want to do I, ions. I guess I see that point, Navi. I, I guess I see that point. So it's, but you do it before rolling attack dice. But what Navi's saying is with like an ion cannon, right? You have to hit. Yep. So if I roll three hits and you roll three evades, my ion cannon does nothing. With Esk, I roll two hits and a crit. You still roll three evades. I still eye on you. Fair enough. All right. I guess you know what that's that's probably a fair thing. I guess. I didn't. I didn't look at it that way, Nobby. So thank you. Thank you for providing that. 
But I, I still think I think it should be looked at. And I think if we're going to go into a jam meta, right? If we're going to be in jam meta hell, then. Or wait, keep... no, wait. Nabi is saying I'm wrong. No, you only need to hit the crit goes to Ion. It means Ion hits for one, then you just do one damage. I mean, okay. So Ion Cannon, if you just hit for one, then you do damage. Yes, you don't get with, the Ion. With this, it doesn't matter. You put the Ion through no matter what instead of the damage. Yes. And I agree, Nobby, for small base ships, I think this is this is a very good upgrade. I think Esk is great if I'm flying against a droid swarm or if I'm flying against another small, like an A-wing swarm or another small base ship swarm. But the minute you get into medium and large base ships... Besh edges esque all day because of the bomb slot. Personally, yep. And I think I guess it just depends. Do you want to run five or do you want to run six? You pick. Yep. Yep. Gotta pick. 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 Can you run seven of them? Oh, you should look that up. Doing it right now. Because you know me. You know me. Uh, I love no, my swarms. Because they're at base with zero cost esque on them. The I two is twenty six points. All right. All right. Anyway, so you we'll can, move past those. You could fit six, but when you get to one, two, three, four. Well, no, hold on. Uh, you can fit seven. One, two, three, four, five. Six. Yeah, you can fit seven at 182. Oh, man. No way. And that's with Esk on all of them because Esk is zero. So you can fit seven <laughs> V-Wings into a list and still have 18 points for upgrades. All right. Sounds like Chris needs some more V-wings. <laughs> <laughs> um man, I'm going to have a I'm going to have a Republic swarm. This sounds hey, fun. Sounds fun. All right, all right. So the next one is you want to bring it you get rid of those. You can bring Inceptor booster, Inception booster, whatever it's called. Yep. That's the next one. I it's one point um, uh, intercept booster. Yep. You sure, know, this will show us both of them. Nope. nope, just nope. kidding. Nope, they're all fucked up. So, so <laughs> I think now that these have gone down to one point, um, originally I was not sold on the intercept booster uh, beforehand. Uh, going down to one point, if you want to run, um, because they're not standardized, um, you can run them the way you want to run them. Um, I think they're pretty good actually. And I ran, I think I had a four, a, a list of four of these with intercept booster and some other upgrades on them. Um, I, I thought again, they pop really easily. <laughs> um, and that's the larger issue because I'm not getting some, I don't get double mods as much with them, but I think if you have like a mixed squad with these, I think they're real. I think this is actually really good. And that slam action is just like, you could slam into a target lock. I mean, there you go. Thanks. I'll, I'll do that any day. I can't shoot anyway. So, you know, I like it personally. One point, Charles. What do you think? Uh, I feel bad for tri fighters. I wish they were better. <laughs> so you say this should be a free upgrade? That's telling me. I wouldn't care if it was a free upgrade because I mean, realistically, what do you get out of it? Right? You get to move fast. And yeah. during the system phase, you gain a disarm token unless you flip the card. So you have three turns potentially, right? That you don't get to shoot, and you just get to set up. Mm-hmm. Or you choose to do your, what, a, a three or four straight and then slam a three or four straight, then stress into your target lock. Then the next system phase, choose to flip the card at, at when it's convenient to you. So it's like having a cloaking device uh, that just gives you more speed. Yeah, 
You want to know what I did with it? You want to know what these are really fun for? And Nobby, as Nobby was making fun of me earlier for essentially just sitting in the middle of the board, these are great to mess with your opponent with. Like, you can pretend you're going to joust them and then just run the other way. Seriously. Like, I'm dead serious. Like, it's like, it's insane. I did that. You go three forward and then you just go three to the right. Three forward, three to the left. Come all the way back. You can literally just kind of go in a circle. It's horrible. It's horrible. Um, but you, 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 they're really good at messing around with people. I, I think, I think it, this should be free personally. Give it to me for free. I would run them. I don't run very many Troy, uh, tri fighters though anymore. I, I did run them when they do. first, I ran them when they first came out and they were fun, but they're a little different. All right. So the next two are the calibrated laser targeting system and Delta 7B. I don't think we really need to go through. I don't, you don't need to bring those up. I mean, no, we, everybody knows what they do. No one, it's nothing new. I don't think either of them are free anymore. Are no, they? they're not. No. Um, so I, I don't know those, I, uh, whatever they, they are what they are. The next one is wartime loadout. There That's the new one that came out with the, uh, the resistance Y wing. Yep. And it's, it is standardized. So you have to have it on all of them. It's four points. It adds missile slots to them. Um, and I don't know, like it takes away their, their, their ability to have, um, the free calculate token with them. But on the mm -hmm. opposite side, it's giving you a white target lock, giving you a reload action and two um, shields and two shields for four points. I think this is, I, I think people, again, I think this is a sleeper. I think it, you Again, you if you're going to run a Y-Wing Swarm, this probably doesn't work, but if you're going to run one, maybe two Y-Wings, that's just an extra eight points. I think this is worth it. You're probably going to be using it. And on top of that, if the defender's in your bullseye, you can't cancel crits. So, like, I was going to say, I've paid, I've paid four to six points for a shield upgrade, depending on the initiative of the ship. Yeah. So spending four to get shield two shields... Crap, on Advanced Sensors Gurry, you put Virago and Shield Upgrade, and you spent 12 points to get two shields there. So spending four points to lower the difficulty of my target lock, give me a reload and two shields? Yeah, I'll do that. Yep. You do lose that secondary mod, but if you think about it, those Y-Wings, you're taking the other upgrades anyway. You're taking an engine upgrade. You're taking a, a targeting computer. You're taking something anyway um, with them. So... I, I don't like losing the free calculate, but I understand why we have to do that. And I think the big thing that, that is, again, what do you have that you have a marksmanship, but it doesn't matter whether you're in the rear arc or not, right? That's right. That's, that's free. It's, it's not even marksmanship. You basically give yourself auto blasters. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Because your crit results can't. Yes, you sorry, want sorry. marksmanship. Yeah, marksmanship gives you the crit, but auto blasters makes your crits uncancelable. And that's what Devastating Barrage does. As long as I can barrel roll or keep you in that bullseye arc, when I fire at you, regardless of where I'm at, you're going to, you know what I mean? Especially with like an APT or, you know, a, you know some sort of a torpedo or missile that gives me an auto crit, that's guaranteed damage because you can't cancel it out. So you put marksmanship with that. And now I've got two free crits. If you're in my bullseye, that's two crits you can't block. And on an ace... That's that's dead. Yeah, I don't know. I think originally I thought wartime loadout at the four point cost was fair. 
I, I'm kind of, I, I, again, you can still burn these things down. It's going to be harder to get. In fairness, it will be a lot harder to get a bullseye <laughs> Y-wing. Um, but not if you're flying into a swarm or something. I, I don't know, something like that. So I think on those high initiative Y-wings, this wartime loadout is worth it, 100%. So here's, here's where I would disagree with you on harder to get um, the bullseye arc. When I look at Nicholas God's Godshot list, where he's flying that god-awful Kimagila fighter, whose ability is, if it catches you in its bullseye, you strip a token or take a damage, how many times in a single game did he, with a medium-based ship, do some weird off-angle through four or five ships and was able to you know just plug through one-off damage or get four or five damage off in a round or two rounds consecutively by keeping people in a bump train and then getting that bullseye lock in place. So you just run a bunch of blockers in front of your wartime loadout and then go shoot. All right. That's, that's probably fair. Ugh. I don't know. We'll see if it becomes more prominent um, coming up here. I don't know. We'll see. I guess I think that, I think it's an interesting concept. Um, originally I thought it would, the four points was, was too much, but now I kind of think. I, now I'm kind of saying. I I guess I missed all of those bullseye things, and I think there's things you can do with these Y wings, and maybe tomorrow at local I'll uh I'll do it. Don't know. Bust them out. Yeah, maybe. I bought two of them. So. All right. So for the last segment that I we wanted to cover tonight was kind of a theory crafting segment, right? And, and I say that because. We, we talk about these meta things. We talk about all the ships and everything that exists. But what does Chris love about certain ships, right? You know, like I certain certain things in X-Wing is really awesome. Yep. And so what I wanted to do is I think I want to go ahead and and Charles, why don't you go ahead and tell us your ideas for a new ship or a new pilot, right? I so didn't say I, ship, but I think it's fine if you want to come up with a new ship and a new pilot. Um, I want to talk about what are the slots, what are the initiatives? So why don't you go ahead and kick us off real quick? So I'm going to lean a little bit on you, right? Because I love the character. I loved his crew card that we've gotten for him. Um, but as someone who has not watched a lot of the cartoons, um, you know, Clone Wars and the such, uh, I'm not super hyper familiar with him. Um, but I think that, and as much as this hurts me to say it, I'd love to see CIS uh, get the Rogue Class Porax 38 Starfighter um, and have Cad Bane as the named ship. Um, you could have the Xanadu Blood title, um, which would grant a cloaking device to the ship because that was the major modification that Cad Bane gave to it. Um, also, you could have uh, other pilots like the IG-1000 Man uh, Magna Guard, uh, which is the pilot the ship was essentially designed for before he modified it to make it his ship. Um, visually, it looks a lot like a, like a tub or a droid Federation fighter. It's made by Bactoid, um, so you do get that, that feel of a, you know, a standardized CIS ship. Uh, but being able to have Cad Bane fly it, I think, would be super cool. Um, I don't know about Cad's pilot skills, right? I don't know if there were, like, some crazy space battles that showed off how amazing he was. Uh, so without that knowledge, I would probably float him middle to lower. Um, yep. um, 
and then you know crew slot potentially i would say yes um cannon slot because it's a it's a forward facing kind of a fighter um and that's kind of where i would go with that probably maybe one shield uh three hull maybe make it like an m3a fighter because it's a it's a smaller ship it's it looks very visually uh similar to what i would consider like a a drone yeah and i and so then it would have to be pretty cheap if that's the case right you know i mean those m3as are what well, I think they're 31 now, but well, I mean, if you put a good pilot like like uh, Sarisu or even you get into like Genesis Red and stuff like that, they're 30 or 40 points. So in terms of pilot skill, if you watch um, like the newer Bad Batch, like Cad Bane is. Essentially, he has somebody else on board with him. He didn't really have any action. You know, he didn't really need anything in in Bad Batch. He was in, his pilot skills are nothing. Right. It's all his gunmanship skills, what he does on the ground in Clone Wars. You see um, he has a little bit more. He's he's able to outmaneuver. I can't remember who it was, but I believe he's able to outmaneuver a couple of different Jedis. He's really good at that. It's really more about his secretive aspect, right? Like he's one step ahead of the game to some extent, you know, um, so, so maybe I would, allow him to have some sort of like a preposition ability or like a sense or something like that built in as yeah. well. So, something like that yeah yes i i, I kind of would see that as as what i would probably go with right you know um in, in if you're picking cad like cad's on my new guy yeah it's kind of like that he's going to be able to sense it's kind of he's he doesn't have sense because he doesn't have the force but it's kind of similar to that right he's smart like informant or ahead. something like yeah. that yeah some some sort of built in like that uh and then my other theory crafting was just a it's it's, it's a stupid thing because to be fair the character only exists in one movie and it's not even really the character. Right. But I would like to see a Bosch crew, um, which would be a situational awareness. There you go, Navi. Um, but I'd like to see a Bosch crew for those that are not familiar, which probably is going to be no one. Um, Bosch is the character that uh, Leia dressed as to rescue Han from Jabba's palace. Uh, Bosch decided to put a hit out on a Black Sun um, crime lord, and that resulted in his death, uh, which resulted in Leia being able to impersonate him. Um, I just think it'd be fun to have some sort of a, uh, like a single force, because Leia is force sensitive, uh, a single force crew that could exist uh, on uh, a scum ship. And that's really all it does, because she really didn't do anything other than show up and try to bargain. Um, she had a thermal detonator in her hand. Um, so I don't know if it gives you like a single charge thermal detonator and a force point. It could, I don't know. Um, yeah. So Leia in star Wars destiny, she was a card. She was an actual character. I don't remember what she did. Now that you mentioned that now I got to look that up because I don't know what she did. It's like um, Jay, what do you mean? What, what would you split scum into two factions for? I don't know about that. So Leia in, in Destiny, Leia Boosh, um, essentially you can include yellow villain cards in your deck. So you could have villain cards, even though you're a hero. And if you hit your special, you deal two damage to an opponent, opponent, all opponent's character, unless they give you a resource. <laughs> so New like title explosive negotiator. Yeah, there you go. So I think 
uh, Leia would be. I, I think that would be a fun little gimmick. All right. So now mine, and you cannot guess, Charles. So in the chat, I can't remember how many people guessed. I thought we only, I had only seen one thus far. All right. So anybody have a guess what Tanner's would be? What is what is Chris Tanner's theory crafted pilot? Does anybody want to guess? Do 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 do. If you've been watching the show since the beginning, it's probably an easy one. But you have to go all the way back to the beginning. Uh, I'll give you a hint. It's not Torkel Mux. It's not Torkel Mux. <laughs> and how about this? It's in Armada, but not in X Wing. It's in Star Wars Destiny, but not in X Wing. There is two cards in Star Wars Destiny that represent this character. By now, you should know I don't play Scum. <laughs> Not very often. Can I, I did play Scum in a tournament. But it's gonna get. I think my hint's gonna give it away. All right, no good guesses. He's blue. Da -ba -dee -da -ba -da. <laughs> <laughs> that would one hundred percent give it away. If you don't know who that is by now blue and red it is definitely not a scum thing i i is i am not a scum player so so um thrawn thrawn commander thrawn grand admiral thrawn whatever you want to call him thrawn is literally like my favorite character yeah i have read every one of the thrawn books at least once and some of them i've read twice so so like jay just wait i have two propositions for this this pilot um i say that he is a pilot and he could be a crew card so we're gonna we're gonna start with pilot first so hold I'm, on i'm gonna ask a question yeah As so, the only thrawn books that i've read were the original heir to the empire trilogy pre-x-wing ever existing thrawn was like a grand admiral at that point and only really commanded fleets right from yep. capital starships did he ever actually fly a, a fighter ship at any point yes and no okay <laughs> so the answer is did he ever fly the the ships yes did he ever have to see combat really with the ships not quite so much oh okay. but he had the ability to <clears throat> and in his pilot school or whatever they called the academy for them he showed um, the ability to do some of those things. So, um, and he also like, there's one part where he talks through with Darth Vader and they, there's actually a discussion about what they're, I, I guess this really isn't a spoiler because it's, you know, how many years later now, but um, essentially yeah, he's mainly a shuttle, shuttle guy, but he helped design the TIE Defender, right? You know, and he has experience with the TIE Fighter. So my theory is, is you could put him in a TIE Defender, a TIE Fighter and a Lambda shuttle. That's my theory. Um, sure. I don't, I, I want to see him as a crew card too. And I have a feeling if they ever release it, it would only be a crew card. But to me, I think we should get a pilot throng. Give me a pilot throng. Cause I know he could do this, right? So his ability would be spend two energy to perform a boost or barrel roll before you start activate activation. This specific action does not prevent you from performing another booster barrel roll during your end of activation phase. So essentially if you want to barrel roll, activate go two forward and barrel roll a second time you can do it 100 percent. yeah i'm kind of jared except 
yes, it, it's essentially, but you it's either a barrel roll or a boost. You get two energy. In my opinion, it would be a two energy activation. You can only re free up one energy every time. So, yeah, it, it, that's what I'm saying. Is it's not an I don't know how you would word it because technically, I don't think this exists in X Wing. I don't think you can perform two barrel rolls no matter what. You can't barrel roll and then be granted a barrel roll. I don't think that's how that works. But in this case, that's what I'm saying is for this specific character, he would be able to do that. Um, and I also believe that all the maneuvers, you know, that he would be able to do would be white. So essentially that barrel roll or, or boost oh, is yeah, not going to be a right, red Bobby. action. Baby Annie can. Baby Annie's pre-positioned barrel roll does not count as a barrel roll for an action. Oh, so he is able to barrel roll twice. So it's something that exists in game. So you're not too far off thinking okay. that Thrawn would be able to do it. There we go. And the idea is, is because Thrawn is very super intelligent. He's able to pre guess maneuvers based on his his foes and opposition. So that that's my theory is how you would do that. Um, I believe he would be an initiative six pilot. Um, I, and that's because I'm I would not want him anything less as a crew card. And this is where it gets a little interesting as a crew card. Right he would have the ability to spend two energy to coordinate that exact same ability to any other ship, any ship, just like a Palpatine. And if you want to reduce the cost, then you would limit it to within X amount of, you know, range, right? So Palpatine is what, 14, 15 points now, and you could coordinate all over the board. So this would be the same thing. It would be, you would spend two energy. You'd be able to coordinate that as uh, whatever you want to call it. And it would be a free, it would be a free action and you could still perform another action so like with vader it would be insanely amazing which when you put vader and thrawn together they were very good um the other thing i believe is that that you can take one of your damage cards flip it face up and recover an energy if or crew only you could not do this with a pilot because that would be way too broken but with a crew so you put him on a lando right he's on a land the crew he do you take the the damage you have a face down damage card you can go ahead and flip it back up and then you can gain two two things so you can essentially start killing off your lambda ship faster double crew slot i i don't know i you might almost have to. honestly you might almost have to psych j i don't know i'd have to go i did not do enough research to tell you how many um how many how how many ships could take one crew versus two um and really Good. i think this is an this has to be probably an empire only unfortunately i don't know where you would i mean i guess you could put it in republic because technically he meets Anakin and Republic, right? So I guess it, yeah, yep. Yeah. He meets before he becomes Vader. He meets Anakin, and he helped save um Padme, actually. So well, it must be one of the books I haven't read yet. Yeah, it's all the newer ones. All oh, the, okay. the new ones are so much better than the original. The originals are good. Don't get me wrong, but the new ones really just I and I just can't wait till Thrawn shows up in all these damn shows and movies we're getting. You know? Yeah, I agree, Navi. Anything that has no range restriction has to be very careful. Yep, and that's fine. That would be a negotiate. That would be like a negotiation point, right? Like if I were designing these cards, that's where the team would come back and say, "Well, no, this is what happens when you do this." But fine, that's that's probably a fair, a fair estimate. You know. Well, I mean, to be fair, spending two energy to coordinate a boost barrel roll to a friendly ship, um, because it's a coordinate action. Right, because you're coordinating, yep. I guess that would have a uh, that would have a built-in range limit of two three. I think, you know, two in uh, two normally three in bullseye. If you could get one of your friendly ships in bullseye, maybe I don't know. 
Yeah. No, and I agree. Like I said, I mean, I just know Palpatine has the ability to do it wide range, and that's why Palpatine's, you know, very Right, that's good. why Palpatine's a double crew slot and yeah. still like 11 or 12 points. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Again, that would be, like I said, I, this is first pass. This is just me saying, hey, I want Thrawn in the game. Um, For fuck's sake, AMG. I really want Thrawn in the game. Like, FFG didn't listen. Y'all need to figure this shit out because I'm telling you right now, this is a moneymaker, and I don't want to wait six years. I don't want the Ahsoka show come out, and then I ha- I get my Thrawn like six years later. Design that shit now. If you need help, I was a tester at one point. Send me an email. I don't care. <laughs> I'll fucking help you test that. Anyway, now I'm just getting on the getting on the Chris bandwagon or band train here. So, um, I don't know. Good show tonight. Anything yeah. else you have thoughts you have, Charles? Um, no, um, I would say that with LVO on the horizon, um, if anybody wants to get practice games in or do reps, I'm available most evenings and I'm more than happy to play games. Um, ah, there you go. Psych J Hondo pilot would be fun. Um, I kind of liked the idea of figuring DN in the modal nodes. I don't know what I would do for a crew for that, but it'd be hilarious or Max Revo. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm I'm super excited for the the future of this game. Um, it's ran for quite some time. I've made a lot of good friends on it, and I'm super excited that we are able to sit around in theory craft and stuff like this. So, uh, but no, really good show tonight, and I thank everybody for hanging out with us and chit chatting. Yep. I'm down for a live action Barris, Catherine. I don't know if they'll do that. I don't know. You never know, I guess, right? Disney does lots of things. <laughs> we got a live Disney, action Disney Boba does whatever Fett show. They want. So. Yeah. Oh. But we're not going to go down that road because that's another half-hour conversation. If anybody's are, if anybody are Lego heads, uh, rumor on the street is the next in the helmet series will be the Mandalorian helmet. So, which means I'll have to buy it and put it in my cabinet. So. <laughs> And awesome. uh, build build a bear workshop. Just released a Boba Fett bear that I will probably be going to get this weekend. So, oh, well, there you go. All right, happy Halloween, Psych J. Yeah, with be happy Halloween. Oh, Halloween Chris, Chris, I wanted mm-hmm. to tell you that that image that you put in our chat. Yep, I am going to do everything that I can to make that my Halloween costume next year. Oh yeah. <laughs> the, the, the macho Mandalorian, heck yeah! Oh yeah, this is the way, brother. There you go. I thought you. <laughs> I know you like wrestling, so I thought you. I thought you get a kick out of that. That's I don't amazing. remember where I got that stupid thing from, but it showed up. I'm in enough of those meme things on Facebook that I get every once in a while. I get flooded with Star Wars memes. So I am not upset at you, sir. All right. So. As we wrap the show up, thank you all for joining us tonight. If you have not, make sure you click like and subscribe. Join our Discord. Join us on Patreon or join us on YouTube. I do think I accidentally forgot to upload the uh, podcast from last week, so I apologize to any podcast listeners. Uh, That is my bad. I was traveling and did not realize that it did not actually upload. Um, So I have double work to do tomorrow. We will be back for sure on Tuesday and Thursday streaming games um, on Tuesdays and Thursday this week. Uh, Tuesdays are going to be our Great Cup games, and Thursday will be our open format 
free for all play in the community type games. Um, so we have two for the nine ish, 10 ish spot. If anybody wants to take the seven thirty spot, I have one reservation. Um, but if anybody else wants to play around the seven thirty PM Eastern time, Mark, um, you can head over to the link in our discord and we will, uh, and add you, add yourself to the document. Thank you all. Have a good night. And we'll be back next week with another episode of Planning Phase Syndicate. Thank you all. Have a good night.